Welcome to the Cornerstones of Healthy Food Systems, sharing reflections on the environmental, agricultural, social, and nutritional factors that form the foundation of healthy food systems and healthy economies. Now your host, Dr. Mary Lucero. Hello and welcome to episode 14, and I want to apologize to all of my audience for a rather abrupt pause in our podcasting earlier this spring. I, uh, it's been an exciting spring. We had, uh, we, we ran into some opportunities that just kind of absorbed me and my husband and our business and everything else. And so I put a pause on podcasting while we reorganized. And perhaps I should have just ended the, the season there, but I'm going to act superstitious, I guess, and say we don't want to stop with episode 13. So I'm going to record two more episodes here. We really started the podcast as kind of an experiment uh, to see if we could reach people this way. And to my surprise, I've seen our audience grow quite a bit during the summer while we were busy with other things. So I do want to keep working on this. I find myself um, having a hard time talking to a microphone without cutting and making edits and that kind of thing. And so the effort was taking longer at the onset than I anticipated. And I've really been wondering while I'm away if I want to keep recording podcasts. So I'm going to look for feedback from you guys to help answer that. And I have also resolved that podcasts from here forward are going to be recorded live. I just can't spend the time it has taken me to go through and edit and cut and make everything sound like I want it to sound. So please share your feedback. Uh, A couple of things that we did accomplish over the summer. Um, One is that I've got a brand new website, so I encourage you to go check it out. We did split the cornerstones down into a subdomain. So if you'll go to cornerstones.endofight.com, you can find not only this podcast, but you can also find any previous blog articles and this kind of thing that I have written in the past. Our main site, endofight.com, is really focusing in on our agriculture efforts, simply because now that we have our demonstration farm, This is kind of where our time, our focus, our efforts are in terms of how we can serve the people closest to us. Um, That said, we still really believe that reaching out to the public through this Cornerstones podcast is critical because I see a lot of people out there talking about regenerative ag. I see a lot of people out there talking about organic agriculture Soil health, believe it or not, has become sexy. People actually want to hear about soil health. But what I don't see are people really weaving all these ideas into the fabric of day-to-day living, how it affects our health, how it affects our jobs. Um, I think we need to bridge the gap between urban and rural and start helping all of us recognize that Healthy food systems have as much to do with what's happening in our communities and in our marketplaces as they have to do with what's happening in our farm and in our landscapes. So it's really going to take a lot of efforts at many levels if we're going to set the foundations and build healthy food systems. 
Now, what I thought I'd visit with you guys about today is the topic of grants, partly because one of the detours I took this spring centered around the fact that I was invited by a group of people to help them put together some grants, basically looking for funding from some of the money that that USDA was putting out this year. And for those of you who haven't been watching, USDA has been putting out all kinds of money for things they have never funded before as far as regenerative agriculture, healthy soils, environmental restoration, and many of these initiatives that that I think the public has been asking for for quite a while. So the question comes down to whether or not the government is the appropriate place to fund these. And those of you who have visited me with me one-on-one certainly know that I hesitate to apply for government grants. I had backed off for many years, partly because as anyone knows who works with government, you run into a lot of waste and a lot of inefficiency. Um, but at the same time, as I've been out working with the public and visiting with farmers and ranchers and visiting with people in our communities who are starting community gardens, school gardens, and all these healthy food initiatives, most of the programs that I've seen lasting over time have at some time or another reached out and sought government funding. So whether it's because the finance itself was helpful or because the connections you make in the process of pulling all this together help you really focus your business, uh, the, the grants can be appropriate. That said, they can also be a disaster because they're going to take a lot of your time and energy to put applications together and go out there and, and do it in a way that's fundable. So I thought I'd take a little bit of time today to just point out a few things that are fresh on my mind after going through this process. I'm still waiting to hear on one. But but something I learned years and years ago when I first started uh, with my PhD coming out of the university and you're anxious to get funding, anxious to create a platform of expertise that you can build on. Uh, if you've ever done biotech or been around the biotech world, you know you hardly inhale without spending money. It's it's very expensive work. That's one reason our medications cost so much, right? Because you're paying for all that research that went into drug development. Um, I was doing agricultural biotech. It's not any cheaper. But I learned early on that you don't waste time applying for grants just because there's a lot of money there. You really want to read the, the request for proposal, the RFP, tied to that grant and look at what they're asking for and get honest with yourself. Is this what you want to do? Is this what you want to spend the next few years working on and dedicating your time to? Because I'm sorry, but there's no free money out there. And you're going to put into that grant everything you want to get out of it. So read the RFP carefully. Make sure 
that the grantor is, whether it's government or a private entity, make sure that, that what they are asking you to do in order to receive that money aligns with your own intentions. Don't let yourself be led. Don't let the tail wag the dog, so to speak. Make sure you're already going down that path and find those grants that align with what you most want to do. That simple willingness to do the work, that that passion you have for pursuing your own goals is a big part of what's going to drive your um, your, your successful proposal. Because grants are very competitive. A lot of people have great ideas out there. And a lot of people are going to be competing for those same dollars. The next thing you want to do is pull a team together. Because there are very few grants that just go to one individual. So make sure that even if it is a small business or individual private grant, make sure that you have enough people working with you, giving you ideas, or even proofreading your proposal to make sure that you've got some feedback. Uh, Sound out your ideas. Make sure that what you are putting down in writing as you apply for this grant is really addressing what the grantor is asking for in the proposal. And sometimes we get blinded by our own passions. I've, I've written a number of proposals that, that I put a lot of hard work into, a lot of time and effort. You submit your proposal, and then when it comes back with the big rejection letter and the feedback from the reviewers, you realize, oh, is that what they wanted? Well, life's too short to spend that way, so you can head that off early on by getting good feedback up front. If you can contact somebody within the granting agency and get them to talk you through it, that's fabulous. Uh, Government entities are very difficult to do this with, but what they do do well is they put together some webinars and and recorded messages and lots and lots of documentation that you can read for guidance. So, I think we'd all rather just call somebody up and say, what are you looking for here? If that's not available, do take advantage of the resources that are out there. Before you submit your your proposal, really read through it with a fine-tooth comb. Check off all the items that... um, that the grantor is asking for and make sure you can mark where you've addressed those in your proposal, at least for yourself. You don't want to highlight sections so well for the, uh, you don't necessarily want to highlight those sections for the reviewer, but you can bullet point the main ideas that you're doing. And hopefully those are addressing the main ideas that the grantor was after. Once you submit it, The good thing about getting a grant that's aligned with your intentions is that you can just keep doing your thing. You're going to keep preparing yourself for success regardless of whether or not the grant is funded because guess what? Most grants are not funded. But but keep doing your thing and if you get the grant, 
make sure that you pay attention to the terms and conditions and you meet those deliverables, those things that the grantor was asking for. Uh, Usually there will be tasks to complete, reports to file, and deadlines by which these things must be filed. And if you can meet all these deadlines and jump through the required hoops, your odds of getting the next grant improve. So with that in mind, um, if you're not familiar with looking for grants, uh, grants.gov is a great place to look for government grants. Uh, You could also start with community development and small business development centers. Sometimes they'll have people who can guide you to appropriate government programs or appropriate private programs for your grants. And the more you can associate yourself with people uh, in your community who, who have grant writing skills, who have written previous grants, and who can advise you on these projects, the better your chances are to succeed. Now, what I'm going to do in the podcast notes below this episode is I'm going to post some places where you might look for grants that are related to healthy food systems. Again, I'm looking at all the cornerstones. So there are places you can find funding for agriculture. You can find environmental funding. You can find funding for projects. Uh hitting all aspects of freedom, education, free enterprise, uh, community development that helps improve conditions around you so that you can live more freely, and all kinds of grants related to to public health, community health, and preventive health. Uh, So with that, take a look at the notes below. Please check out our new website, And thank you for tuning in to our Cornerstones of Healthy Food Systems podcast. You have been listening to the Cornerstones of Healthy Food Systems podcast. This podcast is produced by Endified Enterprises, LLC. You can subscribe to our podcast at endified.com or look for us on your favorite podcast directory. Information or products referenced in any episode can be found in the show notes associated with that episode. These notes may contain links to our online courses or services. They may also contain links to affiliate sites. Purchases made through these links help support our efforts to produce this podcast.